The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. 22. What do you mean? 22. After all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22-23. But now the question is... USC and UCLA do. They're both Big Ten schools. Yeah. But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in this strange new era of analytics? Mad transfers. How did it get here? Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. A what? You know, portaled from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. And realignments. They're both big ten schools. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back. And the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, here we go. We are outside. It's a little chillier than I thought. But it's not raining. But it isn't raining, and we have a, a tent up here as we start the Joe Beaver Show. Good morning, everybody. Oh, good morning. Good Doc. morning, Doc. And you came better prepared as I soon as I to. and I saw I saw Kim here, and I said, <laughs> I said, oh, good, Kim's out here today. And I parked the car and walked, and I got here. And I said, where's Kim? And you said, and this is just a warning to people where yeah. this is a public service for everybody. <laughs> I said, where's Kim? I just saw her. And I'm parking the car, walking over. And where is she? Too cold for her, she said. <laughs> but here's and the Kim, thing, you're though. right. Bring back jackets and blankets, it is, please, It Kim. is true, but she get, she's too cold if it's 70. Well, I get it. Yeah, and some people run a little <laughs> colder a little that low way. On I iron. get that. But she left, so I'm saying to you, you're that's a nice jacket you have on. I came just simply with this little kind of pullover with Oregon yeah. State on it, representing the Beavs, as is Phil Miller, as is Mike Kogel, as well, is Dougie I got, Blair. I got You've got the Beavs on, going, but, too. But it's just too cold. But it is a little chilly, but that should not be in any wise if you're properly no. attired, unlike yours truly, Olduvai showing up on his bicycle, well uh, bundled against the elements. It's not raining. It's pleasant enough. It's not last Friday. Last Friday was one of those, are oh, you kidding me, 85 days. plus. Yeah. I mean, it, we're not there. Which, in some ways, some people would say, oh, I prefer this, because that was too hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're right, kind of right in the middle, and we dropped down a little bit today. It's a little chilly, but just bring the bring the proper attire to Weatherford Thompson in downtown Albany. We're going to be here until uh, two, uh, 1 o'clock today, and I'm hoping, I haven't heard yet from Doc Carruthers, Steve Carruthers, but I'm hoping that he is bringing Coach McLean himself by. That was a yeah. bit of the conversation earlier in the week with Steve. And I've tried to call him a couple of times today and just haven't been able to, to confirm and make a connection. But Steve was planning on coming by, and he's a man of his word. And I expect to see Steve Carruthers. He may only, he may not have been able to get Coach McLean to come. But tomorrow, and I know we've touched on this off and on during the week with Harold Reynolds, with Andy Peterson. We hope to hear from some of you today uh, who may have fond memories of playing uh, American Legion baseball 
for Dick McLean, uh, Richie's Market, the head coach there from 1978 through 2005 with Richie's oh, wow. Market. What a run. Good friends with uh, the late Gene and Helen Hansen. We may perhaps hear from uh, Karen and Dick along the way today when we get into some open phone opportunities. If we do talk to uh, Karen, uh, we can talk to her a little bit about uh, growing up mm-hmm. around and with Dick McLean and what Dick meant to the community. And, and maybe get an update a little bit on the ever-changing world of nil. But Weatherford Thompson, Attorneys at Law, the park right next to the offices, join us here between now and 1 o'clock at 130 West Avenue. That's 130 West Avenue in downtown Albany, just before you head over the bridge that takes you uh, the other way, uh, heading it's back towards Corvallis. It'll take you into North Albany. The bridge does 11 miles, the sign says, from Corvallis, where... We'll make that journey a little bit later and get ready for the Beavers and the Utah Utes. Game one, 535 with a 445 pregame here on 1240 Joe Radio. Good to see Matt here. Nice to see you, Matt. Um, I think he just made a delivery of what we're going to be yes. enjoying here today at uh, Weatherford Thompson. That's free pizza. There's cookies. There's beverages, uh, water, sodas, uh, cookies. Pizza has just been delivered hot and ready to go, hot and fresh. They just opened six pizza boxes. So this is the place to be. Uh, It's free. We've got a hopper with baseball tickets, softball tickets, four uh, Albany downtown merchants Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. cards and certificates to give away, some Highland Bowl uh, packets. So all of that available today out of the hopper. We'll talk some Beaver baseball in the dugout club with uh, Doug Cox a little bit later. Look at this. He may have brought us something to uh, keep us a little warmer. I'm not exactly sure, but... These are blankets, right? These what are, are bl- these, blankets? I yeah. think Doug. I think Doug may have heard and our I got plea. one, and I think you got one last time we did this. You know, we have been here in all weathers through the years, have I we know, not? Right? I know exactly where it is in my house, yeah. We have been through all weathers here. We have been here where it's been raining, and this canopy that you have up has mm-hmm. served us and protected us well. We've been here when it's just been flat out hot. Yeah, yeah. In the high 80s, uh, one not often. That's the rarity. It that is. was last it Friday, is. and our timing is is to be here today, uh, where it's a little we, cooler but dry. And the other thing, we used to be here twice a year: football mm-hmm. fall before a big football home game, whatever it was, and then baseball. Uh, Doug said later in the year, usually, but to me, with only three weeks left in the regular season and three weekends, mm-hmm. it's late for baseball or about the right time. And sometimes in the fall when we've come here, it's been like 90 degrees and right. direct sunlight. Yes. I put the canopy up just to block mm-hmm. the sun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think based on the weather forecast that I've been reading, we should do okay for weekend baseball. There's a few opportunities where there's a chance of showers where it raises up to only about 40 percent the rest of the time it's just supposed to be cloudy now it looks like it could rain at any moment it's not supposed to it feels like we're gonna you know i mean when you say at any moment yes and it could but i feel like we're gonna be okay here for the purposes of our road show oh yeah the next couple of hours i think the beaver game will be good too and there may be some showers around three i hear Um, yeah but but the game's at 5 30 and the ballpark can take a real oh yeah no it's nothing like february and all these other days that we've had uh you know not only rain 
the cold, 45 degrees. I can't imagine sitting at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field in the rain with a slicker on, and it's 45 degrees. And yet, so many do so out many of their do. love and devotion to the program. It's incredible. Jim. Yeah, so many really do, is. and Beaver Fan is fantastic. I'm always in the press box where it's nice and warm. Yeah, because the windows because the windows open. don't open. <laughs> but I've never said a word about that to anybody, so we'll just let that go. Wow. <laughs> I the dugout club. Hey, hey, I got a fundraising idea for you. No, I'm joking, of course. There's far more important things going on with the dugout club, which we'll talk to uh, Doug Cox a little bit about yeah. later today, and we hope along the way today to see, you know, without having gotten a, a message from Steve. Tomorrow's a big day, not only for Beaver baseball mm -hmm. and the second game of the series tonight, game one, 535, the second game tomorrow, 135, 105 on Sunday. Huge weekend for the Beavs and their continuing push. Gentlemen, it's time for the big push. Somebody once said the Beavers have won 17 of 21, 19 of 24. Mm -hmm. They're playing really good baseball. They've had back-to-back -back home sweeps in conference. Utah's coming off a sweep of Washington State at home. They're, they've won six of their last ten, in which for them and mm -hmm. in the season mm -hmm. they've had, they're playing, as I said, it's not hyperbole. They're playing their best baseball coming into Goss. And the Beavers have not, you know, even though they've, they've, it, they've dominated the series in terms of series wins, as you pointed out, they've split the last yeah. four games yeah, with Utah. Yeah. They have. There's you, nothing you just, guaranteed. There's no guarantees, and it's not, it's not easy in, in, in the Pac-12 conference to sweep a weekend, right. and so the fact the Beavers have done it has is pretty impressive. But you, you look at it on paper, you should of course win those three games, but it's yeah. not easy. Nope. Don't do any scoreboard watching; just take care of business at home. In 2018, which, as you may recall, worked out pretty well for the Beavers, they lost the series to Utah that year at Utah in 2018. I mean, you know, and they they've for the most part won. The series, that's in fact the only series loss the Beavers have had to Utah was in the national championship season. But that just tells you yeah. what's possible in this game. That's amazing. Yeah. What was the year? Was it 16 where Utah, with a sub-500 record, won the conference? Yes, they did. And it, then it was because of that that it was it probably caught, the It cost Oregon the State. Beavers a spot, yes. Yeah. And Bill Kinneberg did a great job. Good coach, good man. Bill and the Utes got hot. They finished sub-500 but won the league outright. No tournament then, but they won the regular season and automatic berth into the NCAA tournament and left. And there just weren't enough at-large berths to go around, at least according to Lindsey Meggs. Yeah. And, and in the Beavs left it enough. They still should have been in. It's still a travesty that they weren't. But Utah winning the conference that year probably was – it was one of several things that mm -hmm. occurred down the stretch, but that was a pretty important one that kept the Beavers out of the postseason. It in was 16. an anomaly, though. It was weird. It was like, wow, they just keep winning in conference, but they had a horrible non-conference record. Analogous, you know, in an odd way, you know, and Gary, Gary Henderson's a friend and has been for a long time. And, in fact, uh, I visited with Gary this morning. Very enjoyable conversation, as always, with the head coach of the Utah Utes former recruiting coordinator and assistant to Pat Casey here, 99 through 2003. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, Gary was uh, a big part of, of the recruiting efforts for players such as Darwin Barney, Jonah Nickerson, mm -hmm. Kevin Gunderson, and Dallas Buck. If you've ever heard of them. Gary and Pat and Spence and everybody on that staff yeah. all worked 
together. But Gary is the pitching guy with that group with Nickerson, Gunderson, and Buck help recruit and uh, help help them get going in their Oregon State Yeah, careers. think about that. Gary Henderson, who will coach Utah mm-hmm. this weekend at Goss State and McCollum Field, was part of the construction crew of what we now know as <laughs> yeah. a three-time national championship program. That's exactly right. And and the Beavers in Mississippi State came together in yeah. 2018 yeah. when the Beavers had to beat Gary, who was the interim head coach that year. They had to beat Mississippi State twice to advance to the finals. The Beavers managed to do so. But that was a year where Gary was the national coach of the year, the National Collegiate yeah. Baseball Writers Association National Coach of the Year. He has a very distinguished reputation and and career as a developer of pitchers, a, just a good man and a good coach. And another strange thing, I don't know how much or little he ever talks about it, is how he doesn't get hired for that job. I know. Which I think their president at the time had a guy. So yeah. that was a weird, weird year. And also just for those who, who follow, and, and today we're going to be talking some American Legion baseball along the way. Uh, we'll be talking uh, Lynn Benton Community College baseball, we hope, along the way with uh, maybe the man himself who will have the field officially recognized in his name and his honor tomorrow, the great Dick McLean. It'll become Dick McLean Field, a ceremony tomorrow, a barbecue with Steve Carruthers, uh, doing the barbecue, and so you know it's going to be good. That starts at 11 o'clock tomorrow at LB with the dedication ceremonies a little bit later, I think around noon before the doubleheader that uh, Andy Peterson's team will uh, play in against Squawk. But Corvallis Knights baseball, Gary brings a team in that has three guys that I had the pleasure of calling games for last summer when the Knights were chasing down their sixth consecutive West Coast League championship, Cam Day, Brings it about 98 miles per hour on the fastball. So wow. the Beavers will have to reckon with him. Yeah. Cam Day, Brady Maylett, a really nice uh, kid, and Jaden Harris. All three pitched for the Knights last summer. And Gary said he's sending more guys out this summer. And he told me, he said, it's because I love the organization. Mm-hmm. I trust Brooke Knight and his staff. They do a great job with the kids. So there's a there's a good connection here. There's a friendly connection Gary was around uh, Mitch Canham in the early days when Mitch got to Oregon State. So uh, he's a he's a good person, uh, a really good guy, and I hope the Beavers sweep him. You know, I mean, yeah, Gary, I yeah. love I love Gary, but the Beavers, I hope, can keep this momentum rolling and and keep making a drive to not only there was a time at one point this year, John, where I I had some concerns early. Will the team make the field? Yeah. You know, will the Beavers, you know, do enough to did. make the tournament? Right. Just looking at how some things were going early, after getting swept at Stanford, they were 12 and 8. Well, you know, they won 19 of 24 mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. And so now they've pushed themselves into the conversation, not only to make it, but maybe even to host in it again. Which you would have never thought that five Early. weeks ago. You no. never would have. But what a turnaround it's been. And the, the pitching staff just continues to be strong that's why that that friday night two weeks ago was such a well maybe not friday night but that series two weeks ago at arizona state was wow that was a little bit strange it was in the overall and i i said and i still believe it that when we look back upon the entire body of work and the season uh you'll look at uh, that series as the ultimate in 
uh, being an anomaly, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. for what the Beavers, you know, who they are and what they are. Very curious, too, Doc, to see what happens between Stanford and ASU this weekend. It's an interesting series, no doubt. Yeah. The Beavers' team ERA is the lowest in the Pac-12 conference. And it was going into the yeah. Sun Devil series. And Utah's is, at it, for what it's worth, Utah, though they're coming off a sweep of Washington State, Utah's t- overall team ERA is last in the league in that category. So, on paper, you just say, okay, I know. roll it out. Beavers will win. All- no, the games are never played there. These games have been very competitive. Hank Hager makes the note in his notes in terms of the uh, the recent series. The Beavers have nine series win and one series loss since the unification of the Pac-12. Or not since the unification, since yeah. Utah joined for the 2012 season. The Beavers have won nine uh, series wins. They have one series loss. That was in the national championship season since Utah uh, began to compete against the Beavers in the Pac-12 in 2012. But five of the last seven games between the two teams have been decided by two runs or less. These games are fights. These games are tough to win, and and I expect the same this weekend. I agree. If you play your best and really give it your best, you should win on paper. Let's take a break. When we come back, and I I don't know exactly what the schedule of events is i'm hoping that steve and coach mclean are along along the way i'm hoping to hear from steve with respect to well something came up and they can't make it or he can't make it but if not let's take a break here when we come back we'll get into some open phones on the joe beaver show 541-497-5356 the downward dog phone line the university honda text line would love to uh, hear from some of you Maybe, you know, about the Beavers, maybe about Coach McClain, your thoughts about him. If you're traveling into town and listening and, and want to give us a call, now would be the time. We're going to take a break and come back. 541-497-5356. The Beavers in Utah coming up this weekend. We're here at Weatherford Thompson in downtown Albany, 130 West Avenue, downtown Albany. Free pizza, free cookies, free beverages, baseball tickets, softball tickets, Albany Downtown Merchants, uh, gift cards, Highland Bowl certificates, and more. Thanks for joining us. It's the Joe Beaver Roadshow from Weatherford Thompson Attorneys at Law, 130, 130 West 1st Avenue, Downtown Albany, on 1240 Joe Radio. He shifts Bucky Irving 1 to 0. They just did get the snap. Hi, this is James Ross, defensive lineman of the Pac 12's number one defense, the Oregon State Beavers. Ongoing visits to rejuvenation for cryotherapy treatments has provided me with long lasting muscle and joint recovery. It sharpens my mental focus and elevate the endurance needed for me to perform at the highest level on game days. Go to rejuvenationcorvallis.com to book your appointments today so you are always at your best. Go, Beavs. He's going forward and the Beavers get home and sack him back. 44, James Rawls. Locally owned and operated Lifetime Gutters does more than just new gutter installations with guaranteed quality craftsmanship at competitive prices backed by a lifetime warranty. Lifetime Gutters can also protect and extend the life of your roof with regular moss treatments and maintenance. Does your home, gutters, and sidewalks need a spring cleaning? Lifetime Gutters can handle that too. Serving residential and commercial properties in the Mid-Valley, call Lifetime Gutters today to schedule your no-cost estimate online at lifetime-gutters.com. Leading off this inning for your tax and wealth management team is David Mendenhall. 
Betting second, Bill Heck. And betting third, Robert Berry. It's always important to have a talented lineup. The same is true if you need some advice on personal or business tax planning or just some help with financial strategy. With over 40 years in business, tax and wealth management has the experience you need to hit that home run. Call or stop by Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and start your journey on the road to success. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. They thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and look forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Browse through their large showroom with a beautiful selection of carpet, countertops, sheet vinyl, linoleum, tile, hard surface floors, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit Kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. Kubota LX Series tractors are the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the United States and are the answer to having quality, comfort, and versatility. Kubota LX Series tractors are four-wheel drive and come with easy-to-operate three-range hydrostatic transmission. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Lynn Benton Tractor We're still doing business the American way You're listening to the Joe Beaver Show. If you call in now, Mike Parker promises to give you $20. I don't believe that. I didn't say it. Never said it. Cash prizes or no, call in now to the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. The invitation, not yes. for 20 bucks. Yeah, well, it is what I want to do. Uh, what do what do you want to do? It's rarely asked in life, and it was asked of me once, and I took advantage of it. John, do you remember the story, the one and only time where somebody said, Mike, it's your decision? You remember what I'm talking about? You can choose. Uh, yeah. And, who and did, I helped you. Yes, you did. But what did I choose? And I wanted, I, choose? I wanted the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jim Wilson. Right. The one and only time in life. Yep. I feel like in all my years, I'll turn 65 this summer. And Tom T. Hall wrote up a guy, wrote up a song about a guy. He turned 65 about 11 months ago, Tommy T. Hall wrote. <laughs> good song i'll see you in eight years (laughs) but in all my life one and only time what do you what do you want you want this is your call and doug i chose big jim wilson doug cox from the dugout club when i had an opportunity after bob Grimm, such a a, oh tremendous announcer and friend and, and beaver hall of famer but when bob decided to hang him up after the 2003 football season we had an opening for the football analyst job and then that morphs into baseball too for the for the great Jim Wilson but I was told after all the tapes were listened to and Bob DeCarolis and others were all involved in the decision the guy running Beaver Sports Properties Learfield Mark Masseri says to me he says Mike we've listened to him we've interviewed him you've been around you make the decision i mean whoever you want will support 
It was did a I good choose, call. Did I choose well? Good call. call. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. He's been a true joy and a great friend and great to work with. You've been a great friend too, Doug, over the years. To Beaver baseball, to Oregon State athletics in general, but you're here. And by the way, thank you for answering the the plea. I sat down and said I'm a little chilly, and behold, dugout club blankets galore <laughs> and we over have here, and, and they're free. So we have free dugout club blankets to give away, thanks to Doug Cox of the dugout club, who's going to share with us some of the happenings uh, this weekend and for the rest of the season at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field. But dugout club blankets. A pair of tickets for each Beaver baseball game this weekend out of the hopper, softball tickets and other prizes, free pizza. This is the place to be. Uh, and the sun beginning to burn through a little bit. Doug, so the, there's go. a patch on these blankets. Is it from the 06, 07 or 06 no, that's, season? That's the, the dugout club logo. Oh, got so it. So if okay. it changes, we change it and we add to it when we go each year we go to that that famous city in the, yes. in, the, Doug, the, in Nebraska. Believe me, these are these are very helpful, and the the blankets themselves are great. Thank you for bringing them by. And anybody else who wants to come by and grab one, first come, first serve. The pizza and the cookies, but it's the we always appreciate being able to sit down with you and or Dominic or Mike Cogill, who's over enjoying visiting with friends outside of his uh, law offices. Mike retired, I think he's not on the name anymore. Weatherford Thompson but he still shows up like most retired people do at the place of business. So he's, he's still working. He's still working and a great man and, and has been a big part of the dugout club through the years, as have you. Tell me again, Doug, your uh, affiliation, how long it goes back in the dugout club. I've been a member of the dugout club since 1993. I've been on the board for a little shy of 20 years now. So much has happened in that 20 years. It's been a good run, hasn't it? It's been fantastic. And big things still going on. So let's just make sure we don't miss out on some of the details, Doug. What's happening specifically tomorrow that people listening who maybe aren't members yet could find out a little bit more about what's going on? We do two barbecues a year. We've already had one. Uh, we'll have the second one tomorrow. Uh, it's free with the membership. It, uh, tomorrow's hours are 1130 to 1 allows us to have a good barbecue and get everybody inside the stadium to, to watch the game. Where's the barbecue? Right behind home plate, in the grass area behind the statue at, at home plate. Nice. So when you say it's free to members, it's also open for people to pay a little bit for the barbecue, but to come in and maybe become a member, find out more about it, right? Yeah, it, it is membership driven, and it's a, to, to, it's, it's a thank you to our membership. Uh, membership has been great. Our numbers are hovering around 400, and to be able to say thank you to those folks and uh, uh, acknowledge their support. What are some of the things that um, the benefits of the dugout club for the team? I know you, you raise money. I know, is it for specific machines that they're asking for? Is it a general fund? Every month, every penny that we bring in, John, goes into a, a fund that can only be accessed by the head coach. Mm, nice. So for it's, at, it's at the coach's discretion what he uses it for. Uh, we we use it uh, to augment our nutrition program, which is absolutely huge. We've got one of the, one of the best in the country. Uh, our supporters have helped out uh, Brad Brown and the athletics program yeah. with all of their equipment. Uh, that has led them to be one of the best in the nation, if not the best. Uh, it's gone to facility needs. It's gone to locker room upgrades. Uh, we recently bought some protective screens to put in front of the 
the dugouts behind the on-deck circles there. We've had some hot shots coming into the dugout there to prevent any injury. We put up some. I didn't notice those. Yeah, yeah I'll have to take a look. Yeah, they're, port they're portable screens that go up and just come through that, right. that slot so you yeah. don't get that hot liner in there. Smart. Very smart. Doug Cox joining us on the board of the Dugout Club, a member since 1993. It appears as though Steve Carruthers has arrived. I don't see him with anybody, which is okay. I know he was trying to get Dick McLean over here today, but doesn't appear to have coach with him. But we'll talk to, to our good friend Steve Carruthers about Dick here in a few minutes. Uh, Doug, so the barbecue, when I say it, it's free to members as an appreciation, but if somebody wanders in and say, hey, what do you got going on? They could become a member and, and have a free meal. We will too, right? absolutely help them out on the spot. So, And that's been going on at the ballpark all year, hasn't it, with Anna? I mean, tell me no. what that her presence well, at Goss and the concourse has been all about. Anna has been a great, great asset to us. We set up an hour prior to game time outside the stadium to distribute our membership items, and we remain out there through the first inning. Anna has a table set up inside on the concourse where she can sign you up right there. She has got an iPad, so those that don't want to uh, to, to go through the, the, the process of the electronic method, uh, since we aren't doing the stubby pencil drill anymore, they're trying to do away with, with all of that. Uh, but she can will be able to do it at the picnic tomorrow and throughout every game inside the stadium. How many members do you have? About 400. And how many did you have 20 years ago? Oh, you know, that fluctuates to the Omaha years where we're always, you know, we'd have a spike. Mm -hmm. uh, really impressive to us now is that uh, our retention rate has gone way up. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're keeping people in the program. People are excited to help programs see where yeah. it's going. Uh, and, and we add probably... Uh, I guess we probably had 50 to 60 new members this year. Excellent. And always, I mean, there's no limit here. Absolutely right? not. Sky's the limit. The more, the merrier. And so what does, a, I guess, an annual dugout club membership cost? And then what are some of the other, these free barbecues? What are some of the other perks or For benefits the, that come along with it? A single membership is $125. A family membership is $160. Uh, that gets you the two barbecues. Uh, we always have some nice items. You know, some years we have these blankets, we have sweatshirts, we do hats. Uh, we normally do at least two items, and uh, we have window tags. We've got game day bags this year, so it it, it varies. I mean, it, it's uh, you get the early invitation to the diamond dinner. Uh, you know, so there there are there are a number. Of, believe me, it's 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 well worth the money. You well worth it, but also knowing that. People love this program. People love for baseball, and it's a way to take that love and affection, and how much it's meant, just to be fans of the program. If you like it and want to see the program continue to thrive, you can be part of that. Too. Absolutely, and and it is. It goes back to the theme, family. It, it just you know that's what it's all about. You know, everybody's involved in this, and if everybody wants to see it, have the resources that it needs, and and this helps provide those. Do you have a feel, Doug, and are you involved with some of the, I mean, you talked about some of the projects, what the ballpark's going to look like down the road, what some of the vision for Goss Stadium is? The big vision is, is to, to be the hitting facility that will go in over center field uh, in weight room so we can be self-contained out there and guys don't have to 
you know, running around campus. They can do right. their work right there. Their own work there because, right, exactly. I mean, you share it now. I mean, the sports performance center on campus next to Gill and the wrestling facility, state-of-the-art and perfect. But a lot of athletes use it. This is a way for baseball to have its own place. Is that Ab- right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and when that gets in place and gets done, the, the big dream is to be able to, to bring Casey Corner around and tie that in with that facility. And phase three would be to bring it all the way around the left field and tie it into banners. So in <laughs> essence, we'd, uh, the, the big dream would be to bowl the whole place in. Isn't that something, Doug? Oh, it's amazing. You it's think it's about, amazing. You became a member of the dugout club in 93. How far do you go back, though, just coming to ball games and watching Beaver baseball? 93 is when I got here. 93 when you got here. That's okay. when we had the duck pond between second and third base every time it rained. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing them, though. No. Maybe the real ducks. Exactly. That's about it. You know, but, but, Doug, even then, but, but I'm talking, you know, when people who go back to, you know, I mean, that ballpark's been there since 1907. But when you think about, I mean, in some way, shape, or form, home plate, down in 1907, mm. and here we are in 2023, a lot has happened since then. Good to see you, Ernie. Ernie and Lindell uh, Johnson coming by. Great. They'll be their season ticket holders uh, as well at Goss. I'll see them later at the ballpark. But to think about that, I think Goss is still, the, without question, the best atmosphere in the Pac-12 conference. It's not even close in my – I get to all the, the venues. You do, too. There's nothing like a ball game at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field. The intimacy, the, the closeness to the fans, the engagement of the fans, just it's great. I don't think you'll – to get that thing kind of, as you said, connected, bold all the way around, it'll just take it to an even better level. Absolutely. It, it won't take away from anything that, we, that exists now. The ballparks that you talk about, they're beautiful ballparks out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they're sterile. You walk in here and baseball just crawls on yeah. you. It, it, yeah. just, it just does. Yeah. Um, Were you in Phoenix la- uh, two weeks ago? No. That no, was it, a good beaver crowd. Yeah. Uh, we travel so well, John, as you well know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just amazing. And you're, you're, the Duckout Club, do you do events or is that alumni? Do you do events when you're ever on the road, like maybe surprise? No, we don't. It's all home no, stuff. We have, we have some informal get-togethers yeah. and then get together with Beaver Nation sure. and their parents and that sort of thing. But uh, we haven't done anything in, in the way of anything formal. Well, Doug, 400 members, but room for more. Maybe even tomorrow uh, at the barbecue or tonight, the uh, annual average table set up. Uh, you know, there's we something will. before the game, during the games, all year long. But I hope tomorrow that the weather cooperates and that uh, you'll have a great time thanking Dugout Club members, but maybe inviting a few more to to uh, to join this, this great we club will. and effort. We welcome one and all. We'd love to have you. And I welcome the use of this blanket. That wind's coming up again. Thank you for bringing me a dugout club blanket. I got mine from last year. Okay. Thanks, thanks so much, Doug. Thanks Great for to having see you me. again. Doug Go Cox Beavs. joining us. We'll take a break on that note. Steve Carruthers has arrived. We do have um, open phones. If you're passing through the area or on your way here or on your way to Corvallis, this would be a time to call now on the downward dog phone line just to say hello and, and maybe an appreciation, a word or two of appreciation for Dick McLean. Now, we're talking, of course, about Beaver baseball as the flagship station of Oregon State baseball. One of the great baseball men of all time in our state yeah. is Dick McLean. And in visiting with Gary Henderson this morning, Gary said, hey, if you see Coach, give him all my love. He meant a lot 
to me uh, in this state growing up. And his son played, Alex DeAngelis played Legion ball for Richie's Market Men, and they won a state championship, went to the college, uh, the Legion World Series in 2003 as Dick was coming down the stretch of his career as the Legion coach for the Market Men. So if you have any thoughts about Dick and Dick McLean being honored tomorrow at LB, now would be the time to call at 497-5356, 497-5356. Weatherford Thompson, downtown Albany, free pizza, baseball tickets and more to give away. Plenty of room, tables out, not raining, blankets to give away. This is the place to be. Thanks for joining us on 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 Edward Jones, member SIPC. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. See, it all starts with over 35 fresh toppings to choose from, multiple dough options, multiple crust options, and multiple cheese options, including vegan and dairy-free choices. See, we make all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people every day. Woodstock's Pizza, all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. We set them up, you knock them down. Tired of staying home? Are you ready to get out and enjoy an activity that is safe and fun? Join us Summer League at Highland Bowl. Check out their league schedule at highlandbowl.com and find a day and time that's just right for you and your friends. Don't be left in the gutter. Join us Summer League at Highland Bowl today. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. Kubota LX Series tractors are the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the United States and are the answer to having quality, comfort, and versatility. Kubota LX Series tractors are four-wheel drive and come with easy-to-operate three-range hydrostatic transmission. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Feel the power at Power Honda in Albany, where quality, service, and peace of mind meet you as you walk through the door at 4120 Sandham Highway in Albany. Power Honda is family-owned and offers new vehicles and over a 1,000 used vehicles to choose from. Power Honda has a Google review of 4.9 stars, offers financing for everyone, and knows how to treat their customers' needs. Come feel the power at Power Honda in Albany. Welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show. If you can hear me, John got it right this time. Let's give him a hand. Actually, if you can hear me, 
Jay got it right. Welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show. On this, what is today, Friday? I, I got to say, I know Steve Carruthers is coming yeah. over, but I've been oh, watching this, this little kid here. Yeah, I'm, he's, he's been... about two years old, and his poor dad is following him around because he's a little machine. His feet will not stop. Literally, he's a machine. He literally, when the dad picks him up, brings him back to the starting point, which is he's trying to eat a piece of pizza and kind of stand around and listen to the show. He puts Junior down, and Junior's feet are moving in midair. As soon as he puts him down, he's, he's off, and he'll go towards the street, and Dad's got to go corral him. And I remember doing this. I have never seen a kid. It's been about 45 minutes this kid has not stopped moving and every time the dad puts him down away he goes and that's kind of you wonder if that's the beginning of the Adley Rutschmans of the world of all the great uh, great athletes that come through do they start out like that as two-year-olds the kid cute cute kid and they're beavers through and through with what they're wearing but this little guy will not stop he's literally like a, a wind-up toy and the poor dad just patiently walks around and I actually remember doing that uh, with my kids back in the day as well. All right, we are at uh, Weatherford Thompson Attorneys here on uh, First Street in Albany. There's a light right here that occasionally you'll hear cars rev up and, and jalopies and loud motors and all that as they take off from the light to go over the bridge into North Albany. And we're in this little park right here adjacent to an old building that Weatherford Thompson's been in for a really long time. And... Uh, uh, we've got prizes to give away, tickets at the end of today's show for this weekend's games. We also have uh, these free blankets, and there's about four or five, maybe six or seven, actually, that are still available, and they came from uh, Doug Cox and the Dugout Club, and we just heard from Doug uh, in that last segment. But right now, we've got Steve Carruthers, who joined us, tell us a lot more about tomorrow's festivities to honor the great Dick McLean. And the thing I love about having Steve Carruthers on and I know, Steve, you were trying to get coach himself, Dick McLean, to join us. I don't know, you know, kind of what, scoot in a little closer. I can reach the mic across. But so coach couldn't make it here today, but he'll get to be there tomorrow and be honored. I tried to reach him. I tried to reach him and it was didn't work out. So I don't know, but he will be there tomorrow. We know that. And we're all really excited about what's going on at Limbet tomorrow. At the, they have a game there and we're starting at 11 o'clock. And then we're going to run 11 to 2 with the dedication of what they've done there for Coach McLean. We'll talk about Coach McLean a little bit. You've you've been kind enough to come on with us before and talk about the impact he had on your life. But let's get the particulars again. 11 to 2, you say. You're going to be cooking up some great stuff. Does that start at 11? Is it open to the public? Anybody who wants to come by the parking lot there at LB? They, they can register online still, I think, today. Uh, there's been... They're going to have a separate area for meet and greet Dick, and I'm in that area away from the general public. We kind of got a place for the cage there. Uh, so they're setting that up. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have burgers and dogs, baseball food, and, and some chips. And uh, there's 75 some alumni coming tomorrow, and it'll be a really good event. Uh, most of them, like me, you know, Dick's affected them totally, not just in baseball stuff, but in their lives. How did that, Steve, tell us a little bit about that. We had Harold Reynolds on earlier in the week, and Harold took time out of it. I called him, and, and almost immediately, is this about Coach? I said, yeah. I said, I'm on. I'm in. I'm all, I'm all in. That's the effect 
he had on Harold, on Big Jim Wilson. What about on you? Well, on me, I I uh, had some opportunities to do some other things out of high school, and I didn't do them. And then I ended up uh, pumping gas for Chevron in the fall, and I didn't really like doing that. So I said I was going to go to school in Benton, and we were trailer houses in out in the in the south uh, east corner of the parking lot, and. Uh, I'm on campus and I played Legion ball for him a couple of years. He said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm here on campus. He said, well, baseball practice starts Monday. Uh, are you all signed in? You got to be put 12 hours. Uh, let's go. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. So that's how it started. And um, if I wouldn't have, I was planning on going to school anyway, but the baseball aspect of it made me even hungrier to go to school. And through that relationship, I, I, I told a million people, I don't know where I'd be today. I really don't. And where you are today is having been a very successful businessman with Relco Trust, which has been a, you, an amazing success story for you, Stephen. Congratulations on that. You, I don't know, you know, how, I mean, you, you recently sold the company after all these years of building it up into a great success story. But you say a lot of that. Tell us a little bit about how you took what Dick, imparted to you into your business career well you know i mean i think anybody that's played baseball for any coach um can say this but what he did for me is there was times when dick and i did not agree on what should be going on with steve crothers on the baseball field and and so there was times when i just walked away shaking my head and i'm sure he did too i know he did and and uh uh, and through that aspect of playing baseball, just not the game, because we were very successful as a team. You know, we're in the Hall of Fame. We won all these games. My whole team's in the Hall of Fame. Um, it, it was about the team aspect of the game, which I, I run my business just like he ran that team. And then uh, put the best guy in the best spot. So that's how I did that. And then, and then the controversial that went along with that, how do you handle that controversy? away from the field in my business. I did the same thing. Uh, and then the attitude is uh, there's a reason why you're successful and this guy's not because you work harder than that guy. And and all that came to light at Lynn Benton. And plus I had, you know, Jay Brooks, who was a instructor there and Carolyn Chambers, and they were on board. I think Jay kept our books, if I remember right, but they were on board with us. And it was a great atmosphere there. And, and today it still is. I mean, the program's very successful under Andy Peterson and was un, uh, successful under uh, Gippy. And so, and it's just carried on and it's been a real, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to do what I've been able to do to keep Lynn Benton going. What did you uh, disagree on, on the, when you were a player? <laughs> well, uh, there was a few times that we had some discussions, you know, uh, one in particular, I remember, and I don't know if Dick remembers this, but I was playing right field and I ran in from the field and, you know, I came from Central Lynn High School where, you know, it wasn't righty, lefty, lefty, righty. You know, he didn't all do that kind of stuff out there. Yeah. And I ran in from right field and we were struggling. We were behind. I think we were playing Clackamas, I believe, at that game. And we were behind and I was playing right field. Well, I'm a left-handed hitter and he wanted me – he didn't have to tell me. He just he ran up to me and he said, uh, "I'm pulling you. I'm putting this guy in." And I said, 
I looked at him and shook my head. I said, what? What's going on? And he goes, well, that's what I'm doing. Man, I was fired up. And uh, and and he and I just walked away, and it really it was really upsetting to me because I didn't figure I'd done anything wrong. Why why pull me out? And it was really upsetting to me. But it was all about the situation. What he had to do as a coach, and 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 then like I said, that was one of the aspects that I used in my business. You know, I put the best saw guy at the saw. I put the best guy here mm-hmm. running forklift. I put the best guy here. And that's the kind of thing that I did in my business. And it, and I mean, Power Lumber Company bought me. And the reason they bought me, because just like when Benton Community College, supposedly I was the best of the best. That's what they told me. And so it's been a win-win situation all the way through. Congratulations. Yeah, that great job. That is a tremendous story. Last couple of things. You, you mentioned Petey's doing a great job now, and he is. Andy was on the show earlier this week, as was Harold. Uh, Gippy did a great job. What are you and Dan Siegel and so many other alums when LB and baseball went away for a period, you said, no, that ain't happening yeah. here. Tell us, uh, remind us again of because of Dick McClain, what he had built, you didn't want to let that go. Well, so I knew, <laughs> I knew that there's a lot of kids in the North, in this Valley, right in this Valley that wanted to play baseball and they, they weren't going to go to D one school. They, now they're getting there through Lynn Benton Community College and the rest of the community colleges. But it gave me, uh, I saw the opportunity that I had and I wanted other kids to have that. And so, so when, when I found out they were cutting the program, I called Dick and I said, what's going on here? And he says, yeah, I said, I just found out about it. And I said, well, that ain't happening. So I called and got on the, and got to meet in front of the board and I did it one on by myself. And I went to this board meeting and I said, so what gives here? And they go, well, it's a budget deal. Uh, you know, we got to cut it because of budgets and blah, 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 blah. And anyway, so I said, okay, so here's what I'm asking here tonight. I'm asking you don't take a bulldozer out there and destroy that baseball field. I would like to have the opportunity to meet with the president or whoever, the athletic director, and see if we can't work something out here to make this back program be available. So, okay, Steve, we won't, I got, Mr. Running was on the board then, and I don't remember the rest of them, but they said, okay, well, well, we will not do that. So we went through the paperwork and Dick helped me with that. And Dan Siegel and I, and a couple other people uh, worked on the paperwork. Their student ratio of student athletes, they go to school, Limbent, how much money they bring to the campus, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the girlfriend's coming, the cousin's coming, the the friends of a friend that comes to school at Lynn Benton. So we, there's a ratio of formula used for that. So we did all that. And, and it was just like a spreadsheet for business. So I went back to the board and I said, and I met with the president a couple of times on that. And Dan Siegel and I did, and Dick did too. And we, um, we said, so my best comment was, and I loved it, was, uh, you got a problem here. I, I, I got a business degree and I'm really good with numbers and my numbers and your numbers don't match. And we're going to have a little bit of a battle here. And guess what? We won. And so that was the best thing. And since then it's been uphill. How many years was that ago? Yeah. How long ago? What, what, again, remind us of what spring and summer and so on off season, you were fighting that battle. Uh, I'm trying to think now. So PD has been there. 
Andy's been there four years, I believe. Ryan was there. I th I'm thinking it was like 2014 or 15? 16, yeah. yeah. We'll get the exact date. But let's close with this, Steve. Tomorrow, you've already mentioned uh, what's going to happen with, with Dick McLean. But the idea, the scoreboard, the Dick McLean field that, you know, is going to be unveiled. Richie Prust. Tell me a little bit about Coach Price. We may be able to get a hold of him next hour. Maybe not. If we don't, tell me about Rich Price's part in all of that. So we had the Hall of Fame banquet, which I'm a big involvement with that. And we just started that back up. And we've been, you know, there's a, we're behind schedule because there never was one. So we've introduced people and we do it every year. And we're doing it again this fall. Well, Richie was in, introduced in the last one and he was there. And he brought up the thing about the deal on the scoreboard that we're doing tomorrow. And, and he wanted to be the guy behind fundraising. And his experience with Dick McClain was just like Steve Crothers's. Only he went to the next level. I believe Richie played pro baseball, if I'm right. He coached in the college leagues, a very successful man. And, and he wanted to do some things there for Coach McClain and Lynn Benton Community College, just like me. And what goes around comes around. And that's what it's all about. Great guy. And Steve, thank you. Thank you for what you, you have done and the connection. I mean, you're going to do this uh, for Dick at LB, but you're involved in every aspect of Oregon State baseball these days, too. So it's a great weekend for both programs. Well, absolutely. And I think the Beavs, I think the people have seen what I kind of told some people early, earlier this year. We got a ton of freshmen. It takes time. And all of a sudden, what we're seeing right now is accumulation of what it takes to get this done. You know, I mean, if you're not been involved in baseball and coached it and seen all this stuff, it's pretty easy to be a little critical. You know what I mean? And 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 what we're seeing right now, and if we can win this, well, we will win this series this weekend against Utah. Um, boy, we're we're writing ourselves in some good stuff right here. Steve, thanks for everything. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow in, in both venues. Thanks for taking time and dropping by. And I hope to see Coach McClain tomorrow. But thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts about the great man that Dick McClain is. And we'll be honored tomorrow at LB. Thanks for joining us. Steve. You bet. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I always enjoy talking to Steve. Steve Carruthers <laughs> joining us here, wrapping up our number one. I, I don't hear it. about 30. The, well, you don't have anything on. So you're, you're not going to hear anything because you're not wearing the headphones. Look at that. Now the headphones come on there and the go. blanket fell off the shoulders. I want to thank Guy Graham for dropping by here. About he, 20 seconds. He's with Clayton Deluhat. Uh, I just learned how to pronounce that one today. Clayton Deluhat and Guy Graham. Guy for Graham, Sayusla High School, 1976. That's Did you a good guard guy or Clayton? I didn't guy. He, I guarded a guy that he was going to play with in Pete Lawless in South. He moves from South to Sayusla High. He scored 30 guy. on you. No, he didn't. I held seven for 25. You could look it up <laughs> on the old Sansoni. I love defense. We've got an hour okay, to go. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. hear a story. Someone somewhere a long time ago made a suggestion to a kid in L.O. You ought to go on the radio. But everybody knows. Take two to make a radio program. Down south, the Rau River kid wasn't so sure and still isn't. I'm just a country boy. 
Ah, but stay, they both did, and met up in the Mid-Valley 20 years ago with a compulsion to tell them about the beavers in Corvallis and beyond. Tell them in Eugene, Albany, Salem, tell them! And in Jervis and Amity and Shedd and Lewisburg. Ah, but not just for today. Why are those radio programs every week? Have you a radio program coming in right now? Yes, but a reminder. Life's Yes, call now, because the Joe Beaver Show is on the air on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, here we go. We continue from uh, down. I'm going to say a great, a great day, a great day. No rain, just clouds, and lots of people having fun talking with each other. There's tables to sit at, and where we are is downtown Albany on 1st Street, Weatherford Thompson Attorneys at Law are our hosts, Mike Kogel and the, and the Attorneys at Law here. And if you come through Albany to go to, let's say, Corvallis, there's a stoplight right before the bridge, and we're in that little park right next to that uh, stoplight. Uh, having a great time. And they, in fact, they just brought uh, six new large pizzas. And I tell you, when we do these remotes here, and it's down to once a year, it used to be twice a year, there's always pizza left over. So if you come down here, plenty of pizza, grab a plate, grab something to drink. There's a big bucket of soda pop and water and uh, grab a seat. There's plenty of seats at the tables because there's people standing around just kind of like a party, a party atmosphere here downtown Albany for today's Joe Beaver Road Show. It may be the last road show of the year. Actually, I take that back. We'll have one more when we go to the offices of the Corvallis Knights. And uh, that'll be right before the night season is about to start and the beaver season is about to start for playoffs in a couple of weeks. But join us. We've got a, a hopper where you can put uh, your name in for tickets. In fact, Mike just told me we have a pair of tickets for all three days, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. <clears throat> tickets for all three days, as well as some other prizes, including gift cards from local downtown Albany merchants, four of those to give away and some packets of bowling to Highland Bowl in Corvallis. So, uh, again, 130 West 1st Avenue, downtown Albany, for uh, today's Joe Beaver Roadshow. And that dad with the youngster who was running through, yeah, he's covered every step of this park. I never met him. It, it is. He, the I, kid never stops. He never stops. No, he never stops. And he should thus be on... Uh, Mitch Canham's radar, I, I uh, Wayne Tinkles. I mean, you know, this it, is a kid it, now. Yeah. You take a look at never stops. He's got a shot. He, even when Dad picked him up, his legs were right. moving. No, I love it. I it, love it. It's amazing. Now, and Dad was so patient. No, just that's patient. the way it ought to be. But Dad Dad finally just said, when is that drawing for the <laughs> We'll call you. <laughs> because Doug said, you don't. You need not be present to win, which is true. Oh, so he's gathered the little guy up. <laughs> And I think he's going to go home and take a well-deaved nap. Perhaps. I can't imagine the little guy being put into a car seat. <laughs> no, so. His legs would be kicking. <laughs> so they have just left. But while you were welcoming people back yeah. into the second hour of our Joe Beaver Roadshow Extravaganza at 130 West Avenue, downtown Albany, outside the law offices of Weatherford Thompson, I was on the phone with a man himself, Dick McLean, picked mm. up. Wasn't answering when Steve Carruthers called, but he saw oh, yeah, Mike, <laughs> oh, Mike Parker. Man, so he took my call, Steve, for what it's worth. <laughs> Carruthers, yeah, Carruthers is still here, so he's not hearing us. Yeah. But 
Coach McLean, who will be honored tomorrow uh, with the field named in his honor at Lynn Benton Community College and just a, a force for so much good in so many people's lives back to his days coaching at Madison High School and American Legion World Series Championship in 1969. The Madison team there, the only team in the state of Oregon ever to win the American Legion World Series from the state of Oregon, coached by Dick McLean back in 1969. Do you know where that was? I believe I do, and I've got it written down, but Dick himself said, yes, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will call him back and get him on the uh, Downward Dog phone line to share his thoughts about, we can't, in no wise, if a guy has been coaching since 1963, which he has, tell us about your career and all the players you've coached. We don't have time for that, per se, but... We've had the honor of visiting with uh, Steve Carruthers, with Harold Reynolds this week. Big Jim Wilson has talked about him and so many others that he's impacted. Dan Siegel, uh, uh, Brooke Knight, uh, and so many people's lives that Dick has impacted. It'll be an honor to speak with him next with the field being named in his honor tomorrow at LB as part of a big baseball weekend. The Beavers in Utah tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. And as John mentioned, we have a hopper. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to each game. We have free pizza here and more. This is the place to be. It's actually warming up a little bit, yeah. a little burn through by the sun yep. of those clouds. It's a, it's the place to be here at uh, Weatherford Thompson Attorneys at Law in downtown Albany. So there's still time for you to come by and join us and be part of the festivities. We'll take a break and come back with Coach Dick McLean next on 1240 Joe Radio. Right now, you'll find savings throughout the store at the Coastal May Savings Event. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Coastal makes living your best country lifestyle easy and affordable. You'll find extra special savings during the Coastal May Savings Event, including $20 off all ladies' premium jeans priced at $59 and up. Miss Me, Silver, Wrangler, and more excludes Carhartt. Plus, get 12-inch hanging flower baskets just $29.99 and save $600 on the Kodiak 32-gun safe. Shop in-store at CoastalCountry.com and as a part of our 60th anniversary, you can win a free Ford F-150 truck, ATV, rodeo tickets, or our weekly gift cards right now on our website. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Locally in Albany, Salem, and Corvallis. Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks and Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks and Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks and Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that flowers are a beautiful way to make mothers feel loved and appreciated. 
and they want to help deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Mother's Day flower arrangements, plants, and baskets, and they'll deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time to the mothers in your life. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of Mother's Day arrangements online at StargazersPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer's Premier Florist, located at 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show from Weatherford Thompson, Attorneys at Law, 130 West Avenue in downtown Albany here until 1 o'clock. We've had the pleasure this week of visiting with uh, some bright lights uh, yeah. in the in the baseball world. Steve Carruthers just joined us. Uh, he said he owes all of the success he's had in selling his company recently, Relco Trust, to Par Lumber. Tremendous story of hard work and dedication, devotion to the craft, and he owes it all. And he says to Dick McLean, kind of wrestling him onto the baseball field at Lynn Benton coming out of Central Lynn High School, pumping gas at the local gas station, not quite sure what he wanted to do. Got going with baseball, and Dick McLean was a huge inspiration to Steve. Harold Reynolds joined us earlier in the week to speak of the great affection and debt yeah. <laughs> devotion uh, of the game uh, Dick McLean's always had for young people. Even Harold even spoke of Dick shielding him from some things that he knew might have been going on, but Dick made sure mm -hmm. uh, just from the fact that he was the lone African-American on the team, and, and Dick took care of him in that sense. He kind of considered Dick a... A second father figure is yeah. how Harold Reynolds spoke of, of our next guest, who's kind enough to join us. And it's a it's a fitting tribute. It's probably even falls short of all that Dick has meant to people through the years in this state, in baseball and in other sports. But tomorrow, unveiled at Lynn Benton Community College, the ceremony is getting underway. I mean, the, the events itself around 11, there'll be a ceremonial aspect around noon, Swalk and uh, the Roadrunners will play at one o'clock. Petey's doing a great job, Andy Peterson. But it's a legacy built by the great Dick McLean, who's joined us before and talked about some of these things. But what an, uh, a well-deserved honor for Dick McLean, who joins us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Coach, good afternoon. How are you today, sir? Hey, I'm uh, I'm great, Mike. Just uh, doing a little yard work and stuff. And you caught me at a good time. It's not raining. <laughs> Yeah, Carruthers said he tried to get a hold of you and missed you, so I'm glad you picked up our call anyway, Coach. And oh, you can good. talk to I'm Steve sorry. about that later. I was driving around, so I, that's too bad. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. And his story can be multiplied many times, and I know you you don't you know, do these things in working with young people to have them tell stories about you later. But somewhere along the way, Dick, in your coaching career, which spans – Many decades, you've touched many lives. What was it about, I mean, your approach in working with young people that got into your system really early that's led Harold and so many others, and Jim Wilson, who spoke so highly of you, too? Tell, tell us a little bit about how you developed, in a sense, your approach in working with young people and, and the impact you, you hope you've had on their lives. Well, I, I think, first of all, I had great parents that were very supportive of me. Uh, my dad, uh, tell an interesting story. My, my dad was a penny manager, and I was helping him out. And anyway, when I was uh, 13, I was lucky enough to be on a, they called it the Cubs at the time, uh, team down in Tillamook. And I was the only 13-year-old starter. And my dad ended up talking to our coach, who was the, tech, 
the dental tech for the city there. And uh, Dad asked him how I was doing, and he said, well, he says, you know, he's only the catcher. And uh, so, of course, he got a kick out of that. But Dad and Mom were very supportive of me. Uh, I, I worked with my dad from the time I was 14 uh, all the way through when I graduated from high school. And, but I, I could always miss work if I had baseball practice. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so that was nice. And I, I feel like I got some of that with uh, supportive. And then Don Kirsch at the University of Oregon, who I, I played for, and uh, he, he was a very supportive person, not too hard, but very supportive of the players. And, you know, I, I just, I guess somehow I learned early on it wasn't about the coaches. It was about the players. And I think that carried me on very well. Dick, you mentioned Don Kirsch, the late Don Kirsch and his son, Paul. I mean, it's just so, so sad. Uh, both, both men going too early and both were tremendous baseball people in their own right. I never met Don Kirsch. He had passed before I moved here. I got to know his son, Paul, pretty well and really loved him. What was it about Don and Don's approach uh, tell us a little bit more about him. There's a statue of he and Mel Krause when you walk into PK Park. Tell us about Don Kirsch a little bit, if you would. Well, he was just a quality person. And, uh, you know, I went down there and talked to him about school and was, uh, you know, looking where I was going to go. And he had everything all organized and stuff. And, uh, you know, he was in his desk at Mac Court at the time. And, and uh, just a quality individual, and it carried on in the uh, in the coaching. And he was extremely organized, and just did an absolutely outstanding job defensively of uh, you know telling people where they needed to go in certain plays and that type of thing. And uh, he just uh, you know he was a player's coach, and uh, I think that says it about as good as anything. Dick, this is John with Mike. Was Don uh, or, or maybe anybody else throughout your, your playing days big the biggest influence on how you decided to, to coach and treat the players? Well, I had a I had a, a very I, – I had two coaches in high school. One of them was named Herb Johnford, who ended up leaving Tillamook and going out to North Salem and uh, had a pretty good uh, uh, resume there. And then a fellow by the name of Tony Dewar, who was just an out, he went to the University of Portland, was just an outstanding, he was a very good pitcher and an outstanding coach. And I think I got a lot of my uh, coaching kinds of things from Tony. And, uh, you know, he was very technical with stuff and uh, ended up uh, – just uh, influencing me on the, uh, on the, the uh, coaching uh, uh, systems and stuff that you would use. And him being a pitcher gave me some insight, too. Of course, being a catcher then, why, you know, I was able to use some of that, those things. And uh, that all went really well. And I, you know, and I, and I think back with, uh, with my, uh, ability to motivate kids and also treat them right and i and i think back to my father who you know was just a gracious person and i think i learned a lot of that from him as far as just the overall demeanor of how you treat people and work with them 
We're visiting with Dick McLean as part of the Joe Beaver Roadshow. Uh, we'll be here until 1 o'clock. Free pizza tickets to give away to the Beaver Series this weekend against the Utah Utes. By the way, uh, Coach Dick McLean joining us. Gary Henderson and I had a cup of coffee together this morning. Gary Henderson's the head coach at Utah, as you know. And he, as right. soon as I said, hey, I said, hey, we're going to be talking to, I hope, later today to Dick McLean. And he just immediately started to tell me about how, much, how appreciative he was of you working with his son, Alex, and going to the World Series in 2003, Alex DeAngelis. So we're talking about 1963 to 2003. Mm. That's a heck of a career. But tell me your thoughts about Gary and Alex and that 2003 team. Well, of course, Gary was an excellent coach, and uh, it's nice to see his career. And, and I believe, didn't he go to North Eugene High School? He went to Sheldon High School, but he played some Legion ball for Gary Selby in the North Eugene right, program. Right, right. And that was what I, I was thinking he would, would work with Selby and, and let Selby coach him. And so, I, you know, that kind of gives some credibility to the program here in the Valley. And uh, anyway, he just he's had a really nice career, and I'm glad that it's working out well for him in Utah. And, uh, of course, Alex was uh, – uh, a very good player and uh, a mainstay on our team. And uh, he had a great personality, too. And uh, I've touched base with him two or three times. And hes uh, I know he's always very supportive of, uh, of that year. Dick, were you dialed in with, did you know all, all the Legion coaches around the state? At the time, I, I knew most of them, yes. Did you know of Larry Hermo and the Clackamas Milwaukee School District? Yeah, well, I didn't. I, I knew his name only. I didn't really know him personally. Yeah, just a, a friend of my dad, or the father of one of my friends, and he he's he's legendary in his corner of the woods. And you know, all the high school and legion coaches are just so important, and it's just so so nice and so fun to be able to honor you tomorrow, certainly, and your work at LB. And I'm I was wondering too about your your career there. What was fun about that? Did you enjoy the coaching and the teaching aspect of, or or, or were you just always wanting to get out onto the baseball field? Well, I. I you know that that's an interesting question because I uh, I interviewed with Dr. Eldon Schaefer, who was the first president at Lynn Benton Community College, and uh, I interviewed with him with the idea of going down there and being a uh, a coach and athletic director. But they didn't have any athletics, and at the time they didn't even have have buildings. We, we were in relocatable trailers in the parking lot, and they just passed the bond. Uh, to build and of course so anyway they i ended up with the job and it ended up being uh the head of the P physical education department and the intramurals at the time and so i get down there and i'm down there for about two months and uh then the business manager tells me he says we don't have enough money to build a gym and so they didn't uh well, so before that i got down and, and i i hear that the that the uh, board, when they sold the college, had said that they uh, they wouldn't have athletic program. So you know, I'm I'm kind of taken back a little bit. Well, then they then they're not able to build the gym, which of course we're going to use for uh, instruction. And uh, in the meantime, why Dr. Schaefer ended up going to Lane, and they hired a fellow by the name of Ray Needham, who was there about 10, 12 years, and 
just he was a wrestler at Washington State, understood some of the benefits of athletics. Anyway, I went to work, and uh, that over that course of that year, I got about 500 signatures from the uh, student body to bring in athletics. And before everything was over, we established the fact that we were going to have athletics the following year. And and then Dr. Needham, they when they uh, I think they had a bond for about six million plus, and they got matching from the state. Well, there was an amount that Lynn Benton still had access to that didn't have to be matched up to the tune of about two thousand two million dollars. And uh, so anyway, he went with that and ended up building the gym, the track, and the baseball field with that money, and we didn't have to go back and. Anyway, then uh, the rest is uh, we we started the program the following year and uh, had uh, we've had pretty nice success and of course the baseball has has been special too and and uh, I ended up having an opportunity there to uh, hire uh, uh, the staff for the physical education and athletic department and before it was all over I became the uh, division director for health occupations and PE and athletics. And we had some great staff there in the high health occupation area. And, uh, you know, I, I actually took the job and made a commitment in uh, uh, August. And we were in the, in the process of uh, playing Legion ball. And we ended up, that was the year we won the national championship. And then I, and then I was leaving <laughs> at, yeah. uh, at Madison. And, uh so that was an interesting transition, but it was uh, when we uh, we got our first program going, and I, I got quite a bit of miles out of the fact that I'd had a successful career with the Legion, and they uh, uh, we ended up, uh, uh, I think we were the first team that won our league the very first year in the league. Hey, Dick, last few uh, few minutes with the great Dick McLean, who will be honored tomorrow. The field at Lynn Benton Community College, named in his honor, Richie Price, helping to spearhead with Steve Carruthers and so many others, a, a fundraising effort uh, for the scoreboard. Dick McLean Field emblazoned upon it. That's all happening tomorrow. Dick, we don't have time to talk about all the lives and, and young men and, and young men and women you've affected and impacted in your work that you just described and creating a great program at Lynn Benton Community College. But you did mention 1969. You were a pretty young coach then, and you, you're you still the only program in the state of Oregon with your Madison contractors to win the American Legion World Series championship in 1969. I, I That's a legendary team. What was that experience like for you and the guys and what it meant and has continued to mean to, to those people at that, you know, the, for the rest of your lives together? Well, first of all, you know, it's just like family. We just had about uh, six of us ended up getting together for breakfast this morning. And uh, that we, we do that, I don't know, like two or three times a year. And, and then uh, next year we're coming up with that's our 55th anniversary with that. Uh, you know, I uh, that was just... Uh, what was amazing is I took the Madison job uh, without any coaching, and I volunteered to be a assistant football coach and coach the freshman team that year. Then I volunteered to with varsity, and we won the next, uh, won the state championship that year. And then the coach, who was just like two or three years older than I was, 
I just knew, you know, I had to get some experience, and then I had to go someplace else to get a job. Well, he decides to get out of coaching, and his name was Bill Whittler, and he was a, he just been a special friend. And uh, anyway, so I ended up getting the job, and of course, the first year we ended up uh, winning the, winning the league, and then we got beat in the very first round of the playoffs in a really close game, and then that team went to the World Series. And they had a, Phil, a guy by the name of Phil Bushman who's now passed, but he was a, I was saying, he was a kind of a Mickey Rivers-type player. And uh, Terry Lay and Steve Chamberlain, Terry ended up pitching a little bit with the Yankees. And uh, so anyway, we kind of established everything. And then from there, I think the, uh, the following year or the year after that, we had like 11 sophomores that were playing. And those were 11 players that played on our national championship team that kind of came through the program and so it was uh, really neat and of course at the time why you know bill whittle established uh, a very solid baseball program there rick wise was uh, one of the people that was uh, playing when they won this i think they won two back-to-back championships and uh, of course rick signed out of high school and had a tremendous major league career and so anyway it was uh it was just kind of special, and, and uh, when those things happen, it's like family. And still, you know, just overall, the players that I've had opportunity to work with, they we're, we're, we're still pretty close. And even if you don't see them for even a year or two, why you're just as close when you get together with them, and that's really neat. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dick, last two things. One is I want to close in a moment with a thought on – Jim Wilson, Harold Reynolds, guys that played for you for Richie's Market and both went on to the major leagues. But I also, before then, all the years, 78 through 2003, or 2005, pardon me, that you were the coach of the market, man, all those years, commuting most of those years, the commitment you had to, to all those teams in, in, through the summers, Gene and Helen Hansen, whom we've lost both of those great people. I wonder what they meant, your collaborative work with them. Dick and Karen Oldfield, I think, are driving through town now as we speak. But I'm wondering what Gene and Helen and all those years together at Richie's Market, what they meant to you and the community. Well, it's just like the players, uh, Mike, uh, Gene and, and Helen were like family to us, as, as, as was Karen. And, uh, you know, what happened is uh, I ended up going down and watching some of the 77 uh, Richie's team in the regionals in Klamath Falls, and they ended up uh, losing. And uh, then I, they, uh, the coach left, and they had that opening. And I went over and talked to Gene and Dave Dangler actually went with me, too, because he was going to be the new Lynn Benton coach. And uh, he, uh, when we talked to him, it's like, okay, let's let's make this happen. So I, I came over, and, of course, that very first year, uh, it was interesting because we we had an awful lot of people returning. Uh, you know, Kurt Camp and uh, a guy by the name of Pinion and, uh, and, of course, Harold and, and – uh, so we ended up, and uh, uh, Lou Cancelli was on that team, and Opine and Benz, and uh, I, 
I ended up having to practice uh, one of the early practices. We didn't have many people, and we, had, you know, we had an 18-team roster you could have. And I think we had like 13 people. And uh, Kurt Kent came up to me and he says, "Hey, he says Bounce uh, Bow wants to try to play." And there's a kid by the name of Scott Ball that played there. And you probably know the Ball uh, in turn. Sure, sure. He was, he was related to them, and uh, he he comes out and plays and doesn't play too much, but he's involved in the whole thing. I'm looking at, we only had 14 people on that team. And uh, in the meantime, he ended up being the sports information director for the University of California <laughs> baseball right. for like 25 years. Yep. And so it's just, uh, you know, it's just neat to see uh, those people. And, and then Harold, the situation with Harold, it was like, you know, he was our center fielder. Well, and you look at Harold and he's got some, big league talent, but he's probably not going to be an outfielder because he didn't have quite the pop. And uh, so that following year in high school, he starts playing short, and then he ended up playing shortstop for us and uh, ended up uh, the rest of his history with uh, you know what he was able to do. And he's just like a son to me. And, uh, and then Jim didn't make that first game, and then he played in the, uh, the next year in 79 and he was actually on the shrine team that year and came back and played with us in the playoffs and which we didn't end up getting out of the state but uh he uh there isn't any question i i i don't know if you know remember the name steve balboni he was the first person for kansas city i like jim kind of like him and uh you know i think he hit about 300 home runs in the big leagues and jim would have done that same thing, except that he, you know, he just didn't, wasn't able to recover from that damn broken wrist that Gaetti gave him when he slid into first base on the tag. And so, you know, those two guys have been special over the years for sure. Yeah. Hey, and I'll close on that, Dick, because tomorrow will be not the end, but, but a sense of a fitting tribute, you know, but you still got a lot of great days left to, to continue to, uh, you know, have these friendships and these great memories that you share together. It's so awesome that you just met with six guys this morning from the Madison team from 69. But Jim Wilson told me this, and Harold affirmed this when we talked to Harold earlier in the week, that you, Jim said, you were the first person to talk to him about pro baseball. And you mentioned Steve Balboni and what he did. But somehow, some way, Dick, you inspired Jim. Jim said that meant a lot to him that you saw in him. Jimmy, you can do this. And Harold said you had the same impact on him. What are your thoughts about about that? Well, that's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we get our practice going in 78, and uh, I'm talking about we should go to the World Series. And I know Harold and several of those guys have talked about it later as far as goals. And, you know, he says, well, we just thought if you could win the state, it was pretty good, you know. And you're talking about going to the World Series. And we went to the World Series and finished third and played really well. And uh, I, I think that definitely inspired them to think and opened their eyes to think, hey, maybe we can do this. And, uh, I mean, those, those goals and being able to do it, and, uh, they're pretty important when you look at the whole picture. Dick, congratulations on everything. Uh, we, we failed to... To, to touch on so many other aspects of your life and career, but 
We appreciate you taking some time for us today. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at Lynn Benton Community College in a well-deserved uh, recognition. Thanks for taking time. And, and for two, it. real quick, Doug yeah. Blair is here, Dick. And Doug, I know you guys are close. Scott Ball and Doug Blair are cousins. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and I oh, talked no. to Scott. I just, I talked to Scott this well, week. And, and I just want to say, I, Mike uh, and your crew there, I, I appreciate everything you've done over the years. And it's great. And it's, uh, and it's nice to see Jim working with you, too. And uh, I just appreciate all the things that you guys have done. And, the support you give the Corrales in Oregon State. Thank you so much, Dick. We'll see you tomorrow. Congratulations. Have a great time with everybody tomorrow, and thanks for joining us today on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You take care. That's Dick McLean. Tomorrow, again, it all gets underway at 11, a barbecue. Steve Carruthers uh, will be uh, making the – it'll be delicious. Burgers and dogs, as he said, baseball food. But and nobody, is that the baseball field? And it'll be at Lynn Benton Community College baseball field tomorrow, beginning at 11. And there will be a ceremonial aspect, I think, around noon when the sign Dick McLean Field will be unveiled. And then Andy Peterson's club continuing to make a drive for postseason in hosting, perhaps, to defend their NWAC title from last year, their first since 1991. They chased down the title last year under Petey, who joined us earlier this week. You know, so that's all tomorrow. And then there's baseball at Goss, and we have tickets to give away to the Beavers game tonight the Beavers game Saturday and the Beavers game Sunday at the end of our get-together here today in about 15, 20 minutes. It's funny because it's so Americana to be able to dedicate a local field to someone because we have all these national world titles, world uh, commemorations, national names, but every community has a Dick McLean in it, and they, they do things like that, and years, years later, the stories keep getting passed down as to who that is. Sometimes you don't know, and if you ask a local, they'll say, oh, wow, that, they, were, they were a legend here. I mean, we're talking 50 years later. There's some high schools that I've gone to over the course of my 33-year career out of town and said, well, now who? I ask them, well, now who's, you know, this person on the name of this field? There was, um, there was a big name, a giant name plastered on the back of the Astoria football stadium, John Warren. And he was famous <laughs> right. in Eugene. A duck. He yeah. had, was a duck. He had, um, he had a, a sporting goods store. Mm -hmm. And someone, in fact, when I was a little kid, gave me a bag. Like, you know, you buy some trinket or something at the sporting goods store. And it said John Warren Sports on it. I wish I still had it. But, you know, all, all it's very Americana tomorrow. And if you have a barbecue and you go and you... Yeah. celebrate dick mcclain wow that is really cool it is indeed and we appreciate the coach taking some time for us we're going to take a, a final break or close to it uh, coming up at around 12:55 today we will be drawing names from the hopper so if you're on your way uh now would be the time to get down here to make sure you get your name in the hopper it's just adjacent to where we're sitting here at uh, weatherford thompson 130 west avenue in downtown Albany. You know what I've learned by yes. sitting here today? What's that? There's a lot of noise pollution. It, it is a little bit on the loud side, and that's why the, the one of the best episodes in Twilight Zone, Rod Serling's Twilight Zone, the name of the show. Oh, my God. Like this guy right here. I know. Very loud. The be, Time travel movies, time travel shows. You love them. I love them. Everybody yeah. loves them. Yeah. The time travel concept, all that nonsense. <laughs> Walter White, apparently, in one of the episodes, talks about time travel and how it is theoretically possible or whatever. And don't, you know, don't talk to me about that. We're, we're talking about something else here. Now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
Rod Serling wrote it so well because it's the thing that would be true above all else. There's an episode called, and look it up and watch it later, and you'll see what I mean. It's called Execution. Albert Salmi, Russell Johnson, the professor from Gilligan's Island. They bring a guy from 1865 or whatever into 1960. He gets translated through time. Through time, yeah. Now, he's not a, it, it, you know, like, spoiler alert, he's not a great dude. He's not a great guy. He was being I back actually, hanged. I can't wait to look this up. He was being hanged, and somehow just before the rope drops, he is translated into 1960. But, you know, that story, the story itself is interesting, and Serling yeah, is a very yeah. sensitive and great writer. But the thing that's perfectly captured by, by Serling in the script is Albert Salmi taken from 1860 to 1960, he just has hands over his ears the whole time. The noise, the noise, yeah. What? what's wrong with this world? What's going on? What are all those things running around? Referring to automobiles. Yeah, yeah. What are those things? And the noise, and John just sitting it's here at the corner, amazing. the noise. The trucks, the semis are so noisy. And then and then small cars with, you know, I know. chopper-like mufflers. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Albert Salmi so would have loud. a tough time with it. Think about it. We're having a tough time. How would Albert Salmi oh, do with it? Oh, he'd go nuts. He'd I mean, say, he, what is this world? Take me back to the, take me back to the noose. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to come back and kind of wrap things up here down the stretch. Uh, we've got tickets to give away and more of the noise, the noise. The noise. 1240 Joe Radio. Futon Man isn't just about futons anymore. In addition to futons, futon frames and covers, Futon Man now also carries platform beds, bunk beds, and can even make custom mattresses for your RV. So if you're expecting out-of-town guests and you're not sure where they're going to sleep, you could head out a bedroom to the house, or an easier solution would be to stop by Futon Man. Two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 or online at futon-man.com. Complete your next summer home project with Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center. Now with cedar fence board, decking, trim boards, and garden boxes. Plus 2x8 and 2x12 cedar in stock. Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center also has interior and exterior plywood, hardwoods, as well as a limited supply of brand new appliances. Complete your next interior or exterior project with help from Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center. Conveniently located off Highway 34 on Texas Street between Albany and Corvallis. Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota BX. BX23S Compact Tractor on display now at Lindbenton Tractor in Tangent. The BX23S Compact Tractor is rated number one in durability and owner experience and with performance matched attachments. It's easy to operate too. You can get a Kubota BX23S Compact Tractor for as low as $0 down and 0% APR for up to 60 months now through June 30th. See Lindbenton Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of San Am Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to MyPowerHonda.com. That's MyPowerHonda.com. Wedding time means framing time. All those special pictures. Steve at the Frame Shop can even help you put together a collage. And while Al is stepping back, he'll still be on site. And Steve, with his 44 years of experience, will be gradually taken over. You won't even notice the difference. Other than Steve might be at the counter more often. 
They'll still help you find that perfect mat and frame to complement your pictures and decor. And you'll still find a great selection of ready-made frames, prints, and art supplies. The Frame House on West First in historic downtown Albany. Leading off this inning for your tax and wealth management team is David Mendenhall. Batting second, Bill Heck. And batting third, Robert Berry. It's always important to have a talented lineup. The same is true if you need some advice on personal or business tax planning or just some help with financial strategy. With over 40 years in business, Tax and Wealth Management has the experience you need to hit that home run. Call or stop by Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and start your journey on the road to success. Well, I like the music. I like the music. I was thinking you were going to come back, TJ, with some kind of comedic voicer or something. But uh, I like the organ. Bring the organ out. I, I got to say, as Mike comes back with a slice, that, um, and I don't know if you have a thought on this, TJ, but the last, and Michael, you too, I, I, I noticed one thing, because for purposes of conversing with you, because you want to know details, uh, and for the purposes of this show, I, I go into hyper, uh, what would you call it, uh, observation mode. So when I went to uh, the Diamondbacks game, and then even the game uh, at Phoenix Municipal at Phoenix Stadium, Municipal, the Beavers winning twelve to ten that night, thirteen to eleven on the fan, thirteen to eleven yeah. that night. We left early. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> okay. and even Goss Stadium. It's not as bad, it seems, as it used to be, as far as the noise. Oh, right. There is music, but it seems to yeah. c- c- go up, come down, go up, come down. I- I'll tell you, at uh, Diamondbacks, Chase Field, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. It really wasn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe the people have spoken and spoken loudly. <laughs> they uh, must have. Know, I don't know, because there, there should be moments of peace, like a brief yeah. Arctic bloom. Yeah, and I know I'm, I'm in the press box at Goss, so, so maybe outside it's not as, it's not as uh, quiet. But, but, football games different story, and uh, basketball games can be very loud. But I just, I don't know, I just noticed that, and I thought, you know, when my, we need some good news, and the good news is, having been able to get around to some stadiums of late, it's, uh, it's not as bad as I thought it used to be. News. This is in the front. newspaper, is it not? Yes, the newspaper it is. That we we're, I'm looking at the Democrat Herald, the actual newspaper. Which I uh, make sure that we have come to the station. I love it. I love the fact that here you, you've got the paper. Look at that. Roger Bannister, yeah. this week in history. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the first four-minute mile, that famous photograph of Roger Bannister at uh, coming in at 359.4 at the Ifley Road Track in Oxford. That is a famous photograph. That's in today's Democrat Herald. What's this one? May 5th, 1969. That's uh, you- the Milwaukee Bucks signed the number one draft pick, Lou Alcindor, shown here with Bucks GM John Erickson out of UCLA. You know who the voice of that team was? Eddie Doucette. Eddie Doucette. Skyhook. Yep. And he invented uh, Kareem with the Skyhook. That's, right. That's a great invention. That's right. That's uh, right up there with Rip City, baby. The Skyhook. Skyhook and Eddie Rip City. Doucette. And Chick Hearn, the first to say slam dunk. Really? Chick Hearn. Really? Yep. Hey, Brian, I good like to see that. you. Okay. Slam Speaking dunk. of the news, gambling concerns lead to firing. <laughs> that now, that caught my eye this yeah, morning. I chuckle, and I didn't mean to. Oh, really funny. Yeah, that, yeah right. It's not, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to go quite as uh, 
you know, the Tom Cruise to Jack Nicholson. You find something amusing here, <laughs> Jack. No, no, it's tragedy. Uh, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. It is a great yeah, movie. It's great. Okay. Now, Alabama coach let go as questions are raised about suspicious bets. I, What's he okay, thinking? you know, I, I didn't even know this was a thing, and I learned it. Because there's a slight, a very ever, ever, ever so slight, but not an unimportant connection to us and our lives here. Yeah. Not Headache Smith and Stevan Smith. And I think there was a, a Beaver Arizona State game that was specifically pointed to back in the gambling days. Remember that? Oh, Headache yeah. Smith? Yeah. Stevan Smith and Arizona State and the point, the gambling and the point shaving. There's a there was an Oregon State game, an Oregon State game that was involved. Yeah. There's no Oregon State game here, but this guy, this guy. It's the Alabama coach. Alabama has fired, Greg Byrne fired the head baseball coach, Brad Bohannon, yesterday after a report of suspicious bets involving his team. Uh, no details were disclosed on why Bohannon was let go after five years as the head coach at Alabama baseball. But the firing came three days after a report warning of suspicious wagers prompted Ohio's top gambling regulator to bar licensed sports books in the state from accepting bets on Alabama baseball games. I mean, to me, I'm just amazed <laughs> at, at, at so many aspects of this, you know, Ohio bets being placed in Ohio, yeah, and it yeah. was an Alabama LSU game specifically that finally triggered the uh, the firing. And you know, I, I wrote it down. You, you don't hear about this very often. That's no, you sure. don't. And here it is: Brad Bohannon fired yesterday after Ohio gambling regulators flagged two irregular bets on a Bama LSU game last week. ESPN reports that the person placing the bets was in direct communication with Bohannon when the wagers were placed. The NCAA is continuing to monitor the case. A baseball game between LSU and Alabama. Did he bet on his own team? I w don't know. Don't know the details there. Because huh, that's what but he wrote. Well, at least I bet on my yeah, own Yeah, he scratched a starter oh. for back tightness, and that's part of the story that I read on, in the athletic. He may okay. have. Oh, so he bet against his own team, TJ according to TJ. Bet against his own team. Well, um, get you and then take a, a look, uh, Cooper Drippy. You're not starting now. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. go. We're gonna go with it. You want to see how a young kid performs in his first outing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. You know, don't know the details. This I do know, based on a conversation with Gary this morning. Gary Henderson. <laughs> Gary's been in SEC country. Brad yeah. used to work for Gary, but anyway, years ago. This is what I find fascinating in the nature of the small, small world that we're in. Brad came out of Wake Forest. He'd been a volunteer assistant at Wake Forest, moved to Hillsboro to work for Intel. But this, this guy we're talking about. Yeah, the, Brad Bohannon, is in the trouble. head coach at Alabama. Right. Wanted to stay in the baseball world, so uh, Wake Forest coach calls Gary. He says, hey, do you have anything this guy could do? Gary calls him back. They end up reaching out, and... And this guy on his own never was hired by Oregon State, never worked for Oregon State, but he and Gary struck up kind of a, a friendship back in the summer of, yeah. of 2002. And and they met at a baseball game watching Kevin Gunderson pitch and scouting. Wow. And, and Gary liked Brad. Brad liked Gary. Gary was uh, Brad was a young, ambitious guy trying to get going in the world and and wanting to stay in touch with coaching while taking a job at Intel in the private sector. But he, that summer, ended up 
just because Gary trusted his baseball judgment and yeah. his vision, he helped Gary indirectly, uh, voluntarily. He would, uh, he scouted, he, he went to games and just watched guys like Dallas Buck and Jonah Nickerson wow. and Darwin Barney play and would say, hey, I think Darwin's this or that or the other. It was all above board. It was just a fan at a game watching yeah. games. Yeah. Well, if he knows baseball, if a yeah. guy knows baseball, there's no telling what anyone will do later in life. And here we so are. So even though you may have worked together yeah. back in the day, no, he's exactly. fired for gambling now. It has no connection. No, not none at all. But 21 years later, yes. Gary says yes. he looks at his phone today. He says, oh, my gosh, I remember that. I know. Guy. And Dave from Sandy writes in to say there were large amounts of bets on the games which set off red flags. Right. So. Right. Whoever was doing this, he was, you know, w large amounts of money. Yeah. But DJ, he bet on against his own team, oh, then you get busted every time. What a yeah, that that's an amazing story. Yeah, sad. Yeah, they, they don't bet on those games. There's very small amounts. Hey, of money. TJ, TJ, are you? Is your mic open, or are you just talking to us? Bring your mic up. Bring Mike, your mic up. I'll turn on now so everyone yeah, can hear okay. me. But I think he's talking to us in our ears. Go ahead and talk to us yeah. on the air. Go over yeah, 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 to yeah. So the, the, the thing about this is college baseball regular season games aren't bet on all that much. I think one sportsbook said on that game they only had 35 total dollars gambled on that game, like across the entire state of that. So when an enormous amount of money comes in, Right as a guy gets scratched, that makes him go, huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How they didn't know that was going to happen <laughs> is nuts. Wow. Well, it's, DJ, it's all on the paper. DJ, tell me things before we let you go. We'll hear you again at 445 today on the pre-pregame. Do you feel okay about the Mariners' sweep of Oakland, or is it Oakland at 6-26, and 26 and it doesn't move you, it doesn't touch you, it doesn't <laughs> impress you, or are you okay? Hey, you know, yeah, but they did sweep them. Where, what are your thoughts? I like some things I saw. It was nice to see, uh, see rookie Bryce Miller debut. He looked pretty good in his debut, and it was, I guess, good enough. Good enough. I don't know. I don't know if I could go past that, but there were some things I liked, absolutely. I heard Dan Patrick this morning. I'm going to throw this by you. They do, Dan does his stat of the day, stat of the day, feature stat of the day, stat of the day. <laughs> how, they, how they even know this is phenomenal to me, but here it is. The stat of the day, Patrick said, is a baseball game in the major leagues tonight. Kansas City and Oakland. I don't. I don't know how many wins Kansas City has, but Oakland is six and twenty-six, yeah. and the Royals are under five hundred. I mean, the Royals are single digits in wins, like yeah. eight or nine wins. It is the first game this late in the season since nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred. That two teams this late in the year have single-digit wins playing each other. That's the stat of the day. How do they come up with now, that? Exactly. How do you? That, but. But Patrick suddenly said, so suddenly now the game's kind of interesting. A game I wouldn't have cared about at all. Oakland, Kansas City, both under single-digit wins, are playing each other tonight. And it's the first matchup of that kind in 123 years. Will DJ. you watch that game, TJ? <laughs> no, absolutely not. My question is, will there be a higher attendance at Goss Stadium or at the Coliseum tonight? How about that? Now, hey, D hey TJ, they, on that note, yesterday they drew 13. 13, right. But the previous games, it, is it true or false that there were more people at the Beaver-Arizona games than there were for the Mariner Athletic game? Tuesday was 2,500 people. Their only reason there was 13,000 people there yesterday is because there were field trips there. 
Good. Yeah, I heard Riz talk oh, about. That's why I heard Riz talking about. I wondered about the kids that. and all the kids around, which I thought was great. Yeah, and that. But other than that, the Beavers will outdraw Oakland in, in for their remaining home games. Probably true. A hundred percent. Yeah. T.J. Gray, we'll talk to you again at 4:45. Thanks, buddy. T.J. Matthewson back in our studios, and John has names that have been drawn. We have pairs of tickets for each i've got the you know we got them and we've got well you haven't drawn for the beaver tickets or only the okay here go draw two more names then dougie and attach i'm going to do this i'm doing it right now on the fan i'm going to give you i have tickets to give away to uh for tomorrow's game and sunday's game there okay here we go here is a pair for Saturday and a pair for Sunday. So go draw two more real quick, please. Hustle, man, hustle. Show, uh, show Dick McLean that you can play and that you belong on the team. Okay, now let's start with names. All right, winning uh, three three bowling games at uh, Highland Bowl, Penny Miltonberger, and also Lindell Johnson. Lindell and was here Ernie earlier. and Lindell, Ernie and were, Lindell here. were here. They're going to so bowl they together some, now. Some Highland Bowl passes. Rich Hill wins... Uh, the brim coffee the brim coffee that's a good spot too i enjoy that okay Uh, okay and there we go devin dvorak is a winner of red's boutique 25 percent off i don't know what's in the in the deal here but it's full there's a lot of stuff in this envelope devin dvorak wins to that dan minier to boz vietnamese cuisine a 25 dollar gift card Dan wins that. Justin, uh, Justin, or uh, we'll get a hold Pape. of everybody. Just, Justin Pape wins brick and mortar, twenty-five bucks to brick and mortar. And I think you uh, more highly. Okay, we already, we already these, got those. Yeah. Okay, here, let's go baseball tickets. Baseball tickets. Jeff Grins. Je- uh, keep it here if we go okay. over. Jeff yeah. Grins for tonight. Is that tonight? Yeah. Uh, Drew Pape wins tickets to softball for tomorrow. Michael Mattingly. Michael Mattingly. Michael Mattingly wins tickets to uh, baseball. Baseball for Sunday. Sunday and for tomorrow's game, Dave Alderman. Alderman wins baseball tickets for. Thanks to Mike Cogill. Thanks to everybody. Steve Carruthers, Dick McLean, uh, everybody for joining us today. The Joe Beaver Roadshow, twelve forty, Joe Radio. KEJO Corvallis and translator K two two ninety I Corvallis. The home.